Anime Roadshow, episode number 418. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me here at the fabulous Casa de Cold mm. Coffee mm. in a windy and still too damn cold Las Vegas. When is spring going to get here, Cold Coffee? I jinxed this last week. I said, oh, it feels like that warm weather's finally here, man. I, I go out of town. I come back. I'm expecting to have a nice, warm, oh. you know, springtime. I always say Maybe April and October. April and October. <laughs> and we're almost in April. And it's still chilly outside. What's going on? Vegas is just so sad that you're always gone. <laughs> that when you come back, it's just crying tears. It's crying tears. Uh, I will tell you, I went uh, hiking or like out into the desert to like Valley of Fire the other day, oh, that's awesome. and it was perfect weather for it. Really, like, this is like the best. I felt like it's just a that last chance to kind of get to explore around Vegas. Yep. It's funny we went out to Red Rock. There's a bunch of people that were like repelling and oh, doing wow. all this other kind of crazy shit. It's funny. My my uh, niece's boyfriend. He's like, oh, man, look at those guys. I mean, what, what is that again? Lapelling? I was like, yeah, you definitely don't want to hang your gear off your lapel. Like, uh, you might not last long. That would be your you collar, try- sir. <laughs> that would be your collar. They are repelling. <laughs> they are repelling, not lapelling. Or they were just straight up dying. <laughs> um, but, like, everybody was out there doing it because it was just, like, perfect. So, yeah, uh, it is a bit uh, not warm and not as sunny, but I, I – do like the temperature wise. I just wish the wind. Yeah, but wasn't you're the dude that sets your air conditioning at like <laughs> at like 58 degrees, dude. Like, we'll be in your room on the on the. Hill. I'm like, let me just hang my side of meat in here so that it stays nice and fresh. I hope that my, I hope those the AC in Miami is cold because oh, I'm gonna get there and if it started already warm up, I'm like, boom, let's drop this shit down. I mean, let's you could probably call down. ahead right now and ask him to go ahead. <laughs> could you start could start cooling, start cooling the room my right now? It usually doesn't get all the way cool <laughs> until I leave on Sunday, and I would really like it to be ice cold. I imagine you tried to do that. Brazil, like, could, uh, could you turn your AC on down there? And they're like, hey, what, what AC? <laughs> 90 is normal. Uh, I will say, I did see a couple of your social media pictures, man, for getting out there. You, you know, we don't really talk about that much. I mean, not that we're like some big outdoorsy, hikey type people or whatever. Yeah. But I will say, for people that ever come to Las Vegas that maybe want to get outside and see something oh, yeah, that's not sure. Las Vegas. Man, that that Red Rock and Red Rock. And, and then up north the Valley of Fire, man. Valley like, of Fire was beautiful. It, it, it literally, I mean, it's like some type of uh, alien landscape yeah. or something. I mean, it's just so unique. It's uh, it is worth it, man. If you've got a yeah. day to go visit, and, and both you're of them are Vegas, like less than an hour drive. Yeah, I mean, you can get to Re- you can get out to Mount Charleston less than an hour. Valley of Fire was less than an hour. I mean, we stood in line. Uh, there was a little bit of a line to get into it. Um, c- cars were trying to wait. I think they're still kind of doing what a lot of state parks are doing, where you either have to have a reservation to get into it like you pick a time slot right and then when you get up there you show them that the barcode i think what they were doing on this particular one is they were waiting for cars to leave and then letting some go in they were kind, kind of metering limiting it basically stuff, which is still like post-pandemic sort of like whatever they just haven't sort of done a free-for-all but i think partially too just to give yourself time to get to place last thing you want to do is get to this beautiful state park and have a car riding your ass so you can't take in the scenery. Right. So they're kind of limiting a little bit. But with the weather the way it was, and, of course, the sun, for the most part, is going to be out, it was just absolutely beautiful. And it had been it had been a few years since I went out to uh, Valley of Fire. Oh, man, it was, just, uh, it was just incredible. And it's great yep. to take family there. But you're right, some of the... The rock and the scenery looks literally like what you would see out of a Martian space yeah. movie. Just the, the outcroppings of rocks going here and the colors and stuff. It's just absolutely gorgeous. It I is. Mean, it's it's perfect for like all those for all you that like to do like landscape pictures and stuff. There's no scenery like it. Right. I mean, it just it's in, it's in, absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, so I got to do a little bit of that, and the weather was good enough for it. But what was crazy? We went out to Red Rock. It started snowing. I was like, 
what the F is this? It was, Whoa. like, unbelievable. And it was weird because back home, when it would snow, and say if you're a lot of places, um, you have the big, big flakes. What was coming down here looked like tiny little balls. Like, it just sort of stuck together. And it wasn't like hail or anything like that, but, like, the flakes were like little teeny balls um, that would just land and then just stuck on your arm and then – you know, moments later, that was just gone. Yeah. It was just gone and melted. But it was just crazy to see that out there, you know? Like, you could feel the humidity in the air. And I think that's why it felt chillier. It's because all that just, you know, precipitation up in the air, so the humidity was just higher. Or at least there was more moisture in the air. Yep. Whenever you say humidity, you always think, like, oh, heat and the whatever. But you could just feel that moisture. Well, that's the thing about living here in the desert. When there's moisture in the air, you can you feel, feel it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. It's weird because my, my uh, brother-in-law was like, oh, I'm drying out out here. But then he would complain the next second about, oh, there's there's all this moisture in the air, so it's cold. <laughs> I'm like, well, which is it? Are you drying out or is there too much moisture in the air? But regardless, seeing snow at Red Rock was just – it's just beautiful because you're you're so used to seeing, um, you know, just mountains. And later on in the summer, it's – brown red but there was a lot since we've had more rain recently it was green it was just beautiful so it was like perfect to go out there so it's definitely worth it if you're making a quick trip to vegas before it gets to summertime it's a perfect time to to do that stuff because right now the temperatures haven't gotten yeah if you're here during the summertime when it's like july august like it's brutal out there i mean you gotta go crack a good crack a dawn or right before it closes or if you just want to do like the drive through or whatever you know what i mean but like ac on exactly keep your (laughs) ac on but you know just take a jump out and take a quick picture but like during july august like you can't hike during the middle of the day it's, no, it's brutal nobody's but, climbing the mountains because you're gonna burn your hands off unless you get you have the right gear I mean, yeah it's just, just but it is incredible. it is cool if you're ever coming out here and you got some time to spare and you want to see something a little bit different you want to get off the strip for a little bit man yeah. it's 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 a pretty cool spot so unreal cool glad you got to enjoy it. well obviously there's only one place to start and that is to talk about the most important martial arts accomplishment uh of the week and that is very clear that my kid got his gray belt last <laughs> night so that's you know that's 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 obviously really all we're here to talk about is just the phenomenal accomplishment now it's uh it, it was I was I was proud dad last night. It was a, a surprise belt promotion he had been working for for quite a while, and uh, uh, man, it was cool. It's, it was uh, he, he's been working a long time to get there because you know you had the pandemic and you had you know we've changed gyms a couple times to give him some different looks and that sort of things. But uh, it was it was proud papa moment, and I I just want to take a moment to recognize the son. And as as I put in my social media yeah, post, yeah. there's days where he, he he goes and he's like, oh, I'm tired. I don't really want to, but then he pushes past that initial part and and always ends up having a good time and proud of himself so uh shout out to the crew over at uh american top team nevada of course our good friend uh, alex davis his son johan teaching over there and uh i was pretty proud pretty proud of the kid and want to use that as a reminder that if you've got a kid put him in jujitsu man i think it, i mean put him in any kind of martial art uh, yeah. some kind of martial art but i think jujitsu something uh, with ground in it yeah grappling wrestling no, no offense to the – yeah, wrestling is amazing too, man. Yeah. Actually, during the summertime, I want to see if maybe I can get him in some uh, like wrestling camps or something like that yeah. and, and, and work on Especially that. Especially when they're young while they have that crazy energy. If, yeah. if I think if they can – if they find it that it's a good um, exertion point, something they could spend all that energy, you know, I think it's perfect for them because they can go hard. Yep. And then, the, you know, there's no striking. There's no whatever. So, I mean, it's not like, the you know, the part they're going to get bopped in their head and then start crying or whatever. I mean, they, they're going to get frustrated in this. But yes. it's 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 perfect for them. It's it's a wonderful way for them to build, you know, self confidence and learn skill, gain muscle mass, and just be able to be a little badass. Well, and, and that's and that's the thing <laughs> and I they always can protect say. themselves a little bit better. Pr- All pr- fights eventually go to the ground at some point. <laughs> hundred percent. Unless I, you're just like a one-off KO. You man. know. And then you're just standing over him and you're like, are you, you done? A, you throw a you lazy done? leg kick at him, bro. <laughs> 
Then they don't go to the ground, This shit bro. doesn't happen like that that I mean, often. not everybody can be out cold <laughs> coffee, you know what I'm saying? Kimbo Slice over here just wearing people out. Oh, all the names, all, all the names. So good, bring it up. But, no, you know, I, what I always do say about, about this for kids, and, if you know, if you got a young kid and you're like, I don't know, you know, it is hard. It is hard, and it is frustrating, and there, ha- there are hard days. But, A, that teaches character, right? Yeah. I mean, when you have to battle through those tough days and you know what a struggle is like. But the other thing, too, is that – um, and, and I really do believe this, that it, it, being in jiu-jitsu makes your kid kind of more or less bully-proof, you know? Like, the whole thing about bullies, um, if you, as we know, man, it's just getting so bad in society now. I mean, you hear these awful stories of kids depressed and, um, you know, gosh, I, I hate to even say it, but taking their own life because they're so depressed about being bullied. Um, it's sad, man. It's so sad. And But those bullies, you know, they really, they kind of prey on your fear. And they and, and they and and I know a lot of it's gone beyond, you know, now it's like mental-type bullying and and um you know cyber type stuff not just i'm gonna kick your ass but they are those still bullies that make you think they're gonna beat your ass and if you've never been in a fight and you don't know what it feels like you get scared because like i don't want to get hit but yep. man if you do jujitsu and you're wrestling or whatever it may be and you, you have those hard spars along the way um you know what it feels like and you know you can do it and it's still a little bit scary of course i mean but it's not uh you know a situation where you're um you know, just uh, so afraid that, that uh, you're, you're petrified and, and, you know, kind of uh, find yourself being being bullied, for lack of a better term. So, anyway, don't want to throw it out there, everybody. Yeah, no, it's cool. Let's get in it. It's very, very cool. And it's funny because I don't really know, like, the jujitsu belts and maybe if it's a kid thing or whatever, but, like, I had never seen a gray belt before. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what a gray belt is. Yeah. You know, because, like, in karate and stuff like that, usually yellows, like, the, 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 the next belt up. And then so I was like, uh, okay, I was like, I don't know what a gray is. I was like, as I literally at first I was thinking, like, did is Eli already beyond that? Because gray seems cooler than like a no, yellow so belt. With ki- so know? with kids, before you get to the adult system, it starts out as white, obviously. Uh-huh. And then they have, because you can be you can do it for so long as a kid, they have a bunch of belts. So it's like yeah. gray, white, then gray, then gray, black, then yellow, white, yellow, yellow, oh, black, wow. then really orange, white, orange, <laughs> orange, black, and then green, white, green, green, black. So yeah, there's, oh, wow. there's so a ton of, yeah, there's a ton of belts. Interesting. And then you get to the adult belt system when I think you're 18 or something like that. So, oh, okay. Or maybe, maybe when you're 16, if you've been doing it, you can get to the adult system. Um, but but I think, still. But anyway, it's That's cool. cool. That's very, very cool. He was proud. I was proud of him. Yeah, I was proud. I very definitely cool. had that proud dad moment. And, and it's cool because, you know, there's certain schools that they have, like, belt tests and they do certain days and you kind of know the promotion is coming. Um, that's not the way they do it in American Top Team. It's kind of like, hey, we'll promote you when we feel like you're ready. And, yeah. uh but that's kind of cool because then it's like a surprise, you know. They were yeah. they were handing out stripes, and then uh, after they got done handing out stripes to to a couple kids, and there's like, and there's one promotion we need to make, and uh, you know they started talking about Eli and his attitude and how he's been proved and that sort of thing, and then uh, you know, but he didn't know it was him. They were just saying, you know, this kid has done this, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and then, that's cool. And then they're like Eli, and, and he stood up, and and, and Johan like pulled the gray belt out of his gi and was like gave it to him and. He was proud, man. Was oh, cool. that's so, cool. Oh, so cool. And I see. love it when that – because, I, I mean, knowing those guys, the, the guys that are instructing, I mean, there's always going to be some level where they want to – there's a there's a fine line where I think you have to – you push kids hard, but you also have to promote them so that they stay in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't want to go too far where, uh, you know, years down the line when my nieces and nephew finally hear this and they'll hold it against me, they're going through <laughs> like one of, you know, one of these like karate like – uh, I don't. I'm just gonna say oh. shopping mall, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I forget McDojo. what level that they've that they've went through, and I'm just like, come on now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, come on now. Your nine year old's a black belt, really. You're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, all right. You know, he's gonna be dangerous. You know, <laughs> but you know, I have no idea what their level of their instructor is or whatever. But you know, when you look at who's teaching Eli, like, 
you know they're they're going to make sure that he's knowing what he's doing you yep. know and but there's always a fine line with kids because you want to give them a sense of accomplishment so you want to make sure that you promote them at some point but you also got to make it so that they're not you're not giving it away you're because not giving it away. you're giving them a false sense of belief in Absolutely. themselves like I can't even remember if my little if my niece I don't think she's a black belt but I'm almost like it's ridiculous I'm like Yo, it's. I'm like, don't show that fucking it's certificate somebody's anywhere. Somebody's niece like, that I know. <laughs> I'm like, stop, <laughs> stop, don't put that up because I mean, like, don't go to high school and think like, oh, you're gonna start shit because they're, they're like, oh, where'd you train? Oh, McDojo. I know. Down the street. Trust me, man. I've seen it. Like, there's, you know, obviously in the in the community, you know, having a kid. My wife, she knows a bunch of people. And, oh, you know, yeah. you're, and you'll hear like, oh, so your kid trains martial arts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mine does too. Yeah, my, my 11-year-old's a, uh, a brown belt right now. Whatever, <laughs> just like. He's a red belt Yeah, now. he's a red belt. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, really? Come on. Like, it's, it's, it's so such sad. a fine you're like, line. You're like, yeah. you, don't, you don't see that? Like, you don't, do not yeah. understand martial arts enough to know that this is dumb? Like, come on. Please tell me you do. I mean, it's it's tough because you want, you want, you know that they're doing the right things. And I'm sure parents, you know, me as a non-parent, I'm sure that any parents, like, they're glad that their kids found something. They're glad that their kids pushing something and you're happy when they do it. But, yeah, I would think that people like us that work in the field, there's that point, that point where you almost want to have it tempered. Like, okay, your kid's getting promoted. They're d- doing all this other stuff. Are you really paying attention to how good he's actually is? Or are you just, you're just happy that, you know, you feel like, cause I, I wonder if there's pressure just like any other sport or like, you know, where, um, you know, soccer or whatever people expect their kids at some point. I've been paying you for two years. Absolutely. Why isn't my kid a, uh, third degree black belt by 100%. now, you know, and you're, and you're right. In, in the other sports, it's like, why isn't my kid playing? It's like, why isn't well, my kid playing? Well, your kid's right. the worst on the team, so yeah. we have him sitting on the bench right yep. now. You know what I mean? It's like, but, but I don't, I don't understand. I know. I don't, and part, I know. partly it's like, are you paying attention? I know. You know, it, it's tough because you want it to be the right thing. You also want it to be like, don't treat a kid like the adult that's thirty years old and understands what effort that he's really putting into it and what should be expected of him. I mean, he's held to a different level. You don't want a kid to be held to that same level. But you also want these McDojos, like, come on, make the kid at least try. Mm-hmm. Don't just give him a false sense of whatever and push him up. Because then they're going to go to high school. They're going to talk to the wrong kid that's been fighting on the street. And the kid on the street's going to be like, you see that sometimes with, like, they always say street fighter versus karate uh, ninja so or true. whatever. And then, like, the street fighter just like, oh, okay, you're a ninja, huh? Okay. Wop, wop, wop. And it's done, but yep. it's just so funny, but whatever. But, yeah, dude, I was so, so proud. And what's cool is that Eli and those kids that are getting that, they're at, like, a legit place. It's yeah, not yeah. a McDojo. Yep. Um, I'm going to te- really cool. tease Alex next time I see him. Like, I hear you have one of those McDojos. Do you know what a McDojo <laughs> is? <laughs> no, it's cool. It, it, it is one thing that I really – I mean, obviously, you know, be a, uh, Alex being a friend of ours for a long time, I always told him that whenever – because he's like, I'm so going to open a school. Like, no, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. Oh, definitely. He, he – Alex is hard on him, and sometimes, sometimes uh, Eli gets a little mad, and I'm like, you know why he's doing that? Because he wants to help you, like he's trying yeah. to make you better. But no, you know, Alex people for, pay extra for that. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Alex for years was like, when I open a school, you got to bring your kid. And as soon as he did, I did. But yeah. but it's so cool. You got, I mean, you literally like on most nights, there's three black belts on the mat teaching the kids. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, well, even when you cool. look at the, that picture yeah. when he was reaching over and he was, you know, shaking the hands or whatever, when you look at the guys that are there, you're like, badass, badass, yep. badass. Like, you know, it's like. That's intense. You it's pretty know. cool. It's That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. What was that show? East down, Eastbound and Down or whatever? No, that was the baseball one. That was the baseball one. one. Yeah, yeah, What was the one? There was the, I thought it was like that around that same thing or that same guy. 
that there was a, a mall karate dude or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny McBride is the actor's name, right? Yeah. Wasn't was it the name? same guy or something? I think so. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, no, I can't remember. That was like the funniest shit ever. I don't know if it was like a real show or am I just making it up? There was what? a movie called The Foot Fist Way. <laughs> I don't know if that was it. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's where it came from. I don't know. but Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> but that's like that's what we almost assume that a lot of them are. So it's like, yeah, you don't see many graduates of that school making it to the UFC at, at some point. That's funny. Yeah. Proud of little bit. All right, listen, you talked about the trip. Come back. Uh was down in Columbia this past weekend for Empire MMA 4. I just wanted to share a little stuff because it, it was it was a cool trip, man. The event was fun. Hopefully uh, people got a chance to watch a little bit of it on YouTube. It's still on the MMA Underground YouTube page if you didn't. Uh, if you want to t- check out a little bit myself and Ben the Bane Davis were on the mic. Yes. Uh, tried to grab him for the and a half episode the next day. Um, but he had already taken off, man. He actually took a, turned it into a little vacation and went to uh, Cartagena, I believe is the name of the city, a little beach city down the road. Uh, so he was gone. So I ended up doing the and a half episode over at Patreon by myself. But I got to share a couple of things because wow, because you know the the MMA Roadshow used to be a lot about travel. And then and then lately we kind of we just been traveling to like Florida or we just staying home. So there's not a lot of crazy stories. But dude, the day I went to go check in, I guess I probably should have looked ahead because. I had to fill out all this stuff. They're still making you show uh, COVID vaccinations to get down there. Really? Yeah. Couldn't believe it. I had to fill out like this whole thing. So like in the hour before I was about to go board, I'm scrambling to fill out like this paperwork that you had to fill out online. Um, but you, you had to you had to show that proof to get in. You had to send it to like the system for a verification, and then you had to bring it as well. So I don't know, man. It was a it was a little wild. I, I just didn't think any countries at all still had this. But it made me think, you know. Um, You've heard UFC President Dana White talking about, you know, starting to travel again and how yep. we're going to get around. But he always says, you know, we're going to do it where they make it easy to go do it. Uh, not that they'd be looking to do a show in Columbia right now, but that would be a place where they wouldn't go because, you know, the, the, so I didn't know places like that were still out there. So that was pretty wild. But i tell you what was even wilder. Yeah, you just almost have to just keep your. Did you so you just keep your COVID card with your, your yeah. passport? That's what I do. That's now. what I did. Yeah, just keep it with your keep I, it with your passport. I never, never have know. traveled with it, but yeah, so I, I just yeah. put it with my passport and kept it in my. Or at bag. least a copy of it. I think they. I think they'll accept a. a, I mean, they a usually will accept a copy. Or a copy of it. Or I, I carried it just in case because I didn't yeah. want to get turned around. Or else I actually yeah. had the manual card. That was pretty. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Sorry. But okay, so that was a little wild. But let me tell you what was even wilder going out, man. And this is crazy. Um. So. When we go to leave, you can do the typical security stuff, no big deal, right? But once you scan your boarding pass to get on the plane, down in the jet bridge, they have it all set up where they manually look through every single bag. They physically look through every single bag. And Whoa. on top of that, I saw them frisking a flight attendant before she got on the plane. So I oh, guess wow. I guess that's remnants of the uh, – the Pablo Escobar Colombian drug export days, like they literally they check everyone checked every bag and frisked the flight attendant when she got on the plane. I thought that was I was like, damn, I can't believe I'm watching this right now. Was she so, cute? Uh, yeah, she wasn't that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe, they maybe, were, maybe she got singled out. Wow, look at you. <laughs> no, these were professionals, sir. They were doing oh, their were job. They? Were they? <laughs> They're like, uh, let me. I know I checked the top section. I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna go back. And <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, come over here. Come over here. Check You're ridiculous, my sir. You're <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, but, yeah, I thought that was wild. Um, dude, I will say this. If you're looking for a place to stretch the American dollar as far as you possibly can, go down to Columbia for a little bit. It what is was the so cheap. Like 5,000 pesos to one. Is that, like, enough to buy a house? Uh, 
That sounds like a lot. It was it, well, <laughs> prices are a lot because it is everything. But so, for instance, one night, and I, and I mentioned this on the half show as well. After the ceremony weigh-ins, we were like, "Well, let's get some uh, let's get some drinks and, and head back to the hotel. We'll hang out in the lobby or whatever." Uh, so there was like this little convenience store right next to the ceremony weigh-ins. So we grabbed two bottles of wine, a bottle of vodka, some Red Bulls for mixers, some orange juice for mixers. And then some like prosciutto, some cheese, and crackers to what make like a snack. What did the other guys get? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was right, me. So you're set. It was, what did the other guys get? It was get? me and Ben. It was me and Ben. Uh, so we grabbed all that. But so I, and I went to pay for it. Uh, like I, I was like, I got this, Ben. I'll pay for everything. Uh, and and I, the, the number was insane. It's like you know two hundred fifty thousand or whatever it is. I'm like, I, I can't even calculate this in my head. So anyway, uh, paid for it. Went back. I was like, I wonder how much I spent for that. And it was like fifty two dollars U S for. Two bottles of wine, a bottle of vodka, some Red Bull, some orange juice, some cheese, some crackers, some prosciutto. Fifty bucks. Everything was cheap. That's not too bad. That was. It was. Yeah, real cheap. Yeah, real cheap. Wow. So if you want to go hang out there, and, but here's how cheap it is. The current it, current rate is a dollar is eighteen Mexican pesos. Well, I was in Colombia, sir. Oh well, <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Colombia? Hang on, Gosh, eighteen. Wow, it used to be like ten when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One dollar now is four thousand six hundred thirty-three Colombian pesos. So it's went down since. Uh, I went down a little went. bit. Huh? Insane. Um, so check this out. So I was talking to some of these fighters, and we have some really good prospects on the card. A lot of there was a fifteen-year-old and a seventeen-year-old that fought, which was wild. But then you had like some early twenty-year-olds that competed, and. Uh, I was talking to them about like the opportunities that are down there, and, and that's kind of what Empire MMA is trying to do—is kind of give these people a platform and an opportunity to compete. But um, I was talking to some of these fighters, and they were saying, basically, if you could get a sponsorship of five hundred dollars US a month, you could stop working and just train full time. Jeez, I can almost do that. Right? Isn't that crazy? I, no, it made me think like because that's it, a decent amount. That's a that's a that's a chunk of that's a chunk of money down there. But to think five hundred because like five hundred a month here, like that doesn't even pay for your groceries, man. Like right. if you had a five dollar not not that, well, not that any fighter not that any fighter wouldn't appreciate a five hundred dollar a month sponsorship. They would. Okay, they're gonna appreciate anything they have. if they're if they're at that two and O level, three and O level, trying to make their way up. They're gonna appreciate anything they can. Yeah. But to think that if you had that type of sponsorship, you could quit working and train full time. That's pretty so insane. So that cover rent and everything? Yeah. 500 US dollars would be 2,316,680 Colombian pesos. They were like, dude, I wouldn't have to work. I could just train full time. Wow. I was like, that's crazy. So, anyway, just something just I, I wanted to make people aware that and it made me it really made me it got me thinking about the whole South American scene. Like I'm sure there's other pla- even Brazil, but I'm sure there's other places like that as well where man, they don't they don't need much to try to chase their dream and it seems like, you know, there's an opportunity there for maybe some forward-thinking companies to maybe hook up with some athletes, maybe if you have some ties into the South American scene, uh, you know? Some that you're able to tell people about. Your other secret of ties to Colombian you maybe don't <laughs> want to tell maybe anybody Maybe not about. those that fortunately frisked on the way out. Yeah. If you have any legit ties to people down in the Colombian Well, I'm thinking area. if you had like a U.S.-based business that maybe has some Colombian roots or maybe does some business in Colombia as well, and yeah. you could, again – Legit business. Yeah, legit businesses. Yeah. I, pharmaceutical imports. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Medicines of certain type. Um, but, yeah, man, 500 bucks. Like, you know, if it was U.S., it's yeah. really not putting you out that much. But you could you could potentially change somebody's life, you know what I mean, and give them the opportunity um, to really chase their dream. So. <laughs> Hearing, like, one of those commercials that you, you always hear, you see, like, the, the old guy that's like, support a family. Yeah. For just this, yep. you can support a Colombian fighter. So <laughs> Someday he might make it to the UFC. And he'll remember you. And he'll remember you. He'll remember you. 
They'll remember you. Uh, I was so uh, you know it's funny. I was watching uh, the UFC show. I actually, had a, my computer set up right next to our broadcast position. I was I was watching the uh, what, while the, UFC while the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was taking looks at it. I mean, I, I was like, I was like, you are the worst. No, no, no. Obviously, <laughs> I'm calling the fights. But I glance over. I did see. Uh, so I, I went back and watched the fights later. Obviously, not the greatest card of all time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Masterful people performance sh- from Corey Sandhagen. People were hating on that thing. I was like, it wasn't that bad. But nope. people were just shitting on the level. Like so many people just. I don't know. Well, one, I, I don't know why they feel like they have to like be so angry and vocal about like cards being. Oh, this is the weakest card we've seen. I was like, why are you putting that out there? I mean, like, who fucking cares? <laughs> Just enjoy the fights. Just enjoy the fights. I mean, because if anything, all you, how do you slap a fighter in the face without slapping them personally? You just, you call the card that he is on or she is on as weak, yep. as one of the worst you've seen in years. You try to say it and you say, oh, the UFC, they got to do better, man. This card sucks. Everybody on the cards like, uh, thanks, thanks, buddy. Yeah. You know, I, I, hate, I just, I mean, I just hate it. When, I mean, I, not that I'm like, because I, I don't, I don't care that oh the UFC is going to be upset because we're saying it. it's like everybody that's on there, you're literally shitting on them. You know, I just, uh, it's whatever. But yeah, whatever. Because I saw a lot of the and people there was. Are putting, people are putting that about uh, this next card. I, uh, I feel like someone was just saying about again and then. Everybody loves to say it about Bellator, but I'm like, we need to find better verbiage yeah. when we want to say that a card's maybe not up to the scale of what the last one is or whatever. People just got to realize that all these fighters, especially that look up to half of you that are writing about them, don't call the card that they're on weak, the lamest card that's been around, you know, all that other shit. Because you're, you're in a polite way, even though you're not saying that person, you're saying that person, mm-hmm. you know, and it just sucks. Because we all know how, how hard they, they train for it, but whatever. I'll get off my soapbox. I'm sure I've said it in the past as well. So I'm saying this to myself. But it, it is true. I mean, look, you know? I, I will say the card wasn't the most exciting card of all time. But, yeah. Um, but, but there were but some I, moments. But I agree. But there were – oh, there were definitely some moments. But I, I was sad, I guess, that I didn't get to be there for uh, Cowboy Cerrone's Hall of Fame. Uh, you would think that Dana would give you the heads up. Uh, Say, John, you know, <laughs> you know what we're going to do in this one. Uh, I'm going to fly his family out. Should we fly you out as well? I know you're a big fan of him. I think it would have been cool if they were able to get Grandma out there. I, I thought that was pretty cool yeah. that they, they said that they tried and they were going to fly out like a nurse with her or whatever. I was like, dude. That's pretty cool. That's that's going above and beyond. That's kind of what you would have wanted, you know. But I thought that was really – that was that was pretty good. I thought they did a really good job of being able to keep that under wraps. Like, mm-hmm. he legit looked like, wow. And it yep. was cool that they showed the video. And the very first shot when they panned over to him, you could see, like, his eyes were watering on that shit. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Got him. Yep. They got him. That was pretty you know, cool. That was so cool. So cool. And when he stood up and just, like, addressed the crowd, and the crowd just ate it up. Yep. And you, you can imagine anybody. And, again, you never know when stuff like that's going to happen. But guarantee anybody that was there was happy to watch the fights. But let alone to know that they were there when and when Cowboy got announced. And then to have them be there, they're yeah. never going to forget that moment. You know, that's going to be so so cool and so special for them. And that was just awesome for him to be able to kind of just share that with them. Really he got, was. like, the big – it was, like, one of the biggest pops of the whole, the yes, whole night was. easily. Yes, it was. And they brought him to the, the, the media room. And, of course, people were eating it up there. It was so good, man. It was so good. I, every once in a while, the UFC does like w- they get one of those right. Yep. Too many times we get the either these Hall of Fames where it's just a video on the screen. You know, nobody's there, nobody, whatever, and it's just like okay, if you're not paying attention to the screen nonstop, you miss the announcement until some another outlet, a media outlet, put it or whatever. Yep. But if you know it's going to be big like that, and there's a possibility of having those time where you could bring the fighter out just for that particular moment. Do it because, I mean, look what it did. It was perfect. It was the best way to do it. I think they did it because it is Cowboy. 
he's worth it. He's worth it to to put that money, and maybe they're not going to spend that much money to bring whole families out or whatever. Right. But you figure it's Hall of Fame. For that Christ dude's been sakes. around for a while. Yeah, I mean, man. and what he's put into it. Yeah. But I just I just and thought that the way, they got that one right. They and did he that is, one right. He is a Hall of Famer, and I know I'm biased as hell because he's one, been one of my favorites. So yeah. I know this is one of those things. That, oh, well, of course, John Morgan says that like that. Yeah. He's he's openly said like that's his favorite fighter, but. I'm just saying, detach yourself from that. I did see a lot of people going like, oh, I don't know if he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Dude, if you don't think he belongs in the Hall of yeah. Fame, like, I can't, I'm sorry, bro. I can't talk to you. Well, I love what it. I love the sort of the precedent that it sets up because we've been saying this for a year that we thought he was worth it, that yep. it, it was memorable what he's done for the UFC, what he brought into it, and just sort of that whole mentality. But everybody's always like, well, what, is he, what has he really won? What sort of titles, what sort of whatever can he hang his hat on? And it was like, man, I don't know. I don't know what to put on. It's just how do you say I just love everything about what this guy represents? Mm-hmm. Now the floodgates are open. Yep. You know, um, before it was almost like, okay, do we have to put like a People's Choice Award, the blah, 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 blah. Find some way to be able to put people into the modern area, not the, you know, the the, the pilgrim age of the UFC. That would be the pioneer wing, <laughs> sir. Not the pilgrim wing. <laughs> well, I was like, you know, it sounds it. better know, when it's older, when it's pilgrim. I like pilgrim. Um, it's just, I love it because now I feel like, okay, cool. Now we can, we have uh there's the precedent's been set, so yep. now we find these guys that maybe never make it to the top that we absolutely love. The next name, obviously, Jim Miller. Jim Miller. Automatic. I was gonna say, I was Automatic. like, I was gonna say, this is the Jim Miller card yep. down. The, that's gonna happen down the line. So I love that they did it. Um, you know, would they fly his whole family out? Probably not. But at some point, you're gonna have uh, no guys that have been around like these cats are. You know, so I thought they did a perfect job of doing it. But what I love about it the most is that now. Now you can breathe ease because your favorite fighter that you've been watching forever that maybe never, ever got to the highest threshold but had always been that guy in the top the top ten or always finding the biggest names or always the guy that everybody wants to watch in the fight, regardless of if it's for a title or whatever, now they have a way in. You know, Cowboy opened up that door. And that's just another thing that people can credit to Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Being, cowboy being Cowboy now has opened up the door that guys that maybe never ever were going to have an excuse or a reason because they never had that title or people are always going to debate oh well I'd love to have him but you know how what what can I say I can't if I compare him to this guy he he doesn't have all the accolades now that door has been open and now we can have a lot of these great names that we've been watching forever finally get rewarded so Good on Cowboy again for, for breaking boundaries, you know, one last time, if you will, you know. So now he can just go off and and be a be an actor and be a, a you know, whatever it is. I haven't watched this movie yet, but it popped up on my Netflix or whatever, and I was like, "Is today the day?" <laughs> You're like, "Am I gonna give this a shot or not?" And it hasn't happened yet. I I saw it and I was like, "I love it because it's like Big Bill and he's like turned to the side, he's looking at this, he's looking forward." And I'm like, "Oh, it's badass!" And I was like, "Yes, this is the day." And I was like, "Well." Let me think. Let me. What else have I been meaning to check first? Let me. What else? What else? I just. Hey, just hit play and walk away. <laughs> just, just at least give us. Just give us a views. view count. You know what I mean. Give, give us a view views. count. Because part of me is like, oh, I want to like it. I want to be. I'm Pop so it happy there, for give it five stars or whatever. Just <laughs> thumbs up. I should do it. Set it. Turn the TV off. Let it just roll. Then go upstairs. Go to bed. <laughs> go to bed. There you go. At least it gets his views. I mean, it's the least we can do. I can do it for you, Cowboy. For there you, I'll do that. For you, I'll do that. Oh man, that's too funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say. Uh, 
I'm I'm really in and I I'm looking forward to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony this year. You know, it's funny because mm-hmm. I was talking about you know when 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 I was with Junkie for many years and you know it, we were just rat race like so much stuff to do on International Fight Week. You know, we kind of just wouldn't even. I mean, we, we couldn't film anything there, so we really just didn't even go yeah, right. Like, what the point? And we were and we were too busy like doing other stuff. Well, now that I don't have to do all that other stuff, I'm just excited to hear from Cowboy. Excited to hear from. From Anderson, from Aldo, from Jens. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So, so I'm actually looking forward to that. That'll be this summer at International Fight Week. Uh, all right, as far as this week goes, tonight I'm actually getting on a plane and heading out to Philadelphia. I'm taking the red eye in uh, because we are getting back to work at CFSC this weekend. CFSC 117 and 118 on back-to-back nights, Friday and Saturday. The cards are stacked with some talent, so definitely worth tuning in on USC Fight Pass if you get an opportunity to, to do that. Um, the unfortunate side of that is uh, the PFL is coming to town here in Las Vegas. It's in my backyard, and, and I can't go uh, watch the, the event, go cover the event. So I'm a little bit bummed with that. But uh, I, I imagine that you will be on uh, PFL duty, I guess, probably starting uh, yep. tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's the media day, and then uh, ceremonial weigh-ins on Friday, and then um, fight night on Saturday, fight evening. All over at the uh, the Virgin Hotels, Virgin, which is the, the old um, the old joint at the Hard Rock, same place yes. the USC was a couple weeks back. The media day is actually going to be uh, is somewhere else. It's not at uh, where is it? I'll have to look and see. But um, oh, it's not at the hotel, or is no, it to the hotel somewhere else? It's uh, yeah, it's, it's at a different location. Maybe oh, the huh? li- not the link. Maybe the link. Oh, look at that. Or somewhere Branching else like downtown. A bit. Yeah, I don't know. You know who knows. You know me, every time I think of them, I'm like, uh, parking, <laughs> driving down the strip, <laughs> boo, boo, boo. But, uh, yeah, but the main thing about that, too, uh, they do do, uh, they do do, they do do, they do do, and they pee pee. Uh, <laughs> they do do a uh, early morning wanes, but I guess they, it's kind of more limited and they don't really open it. So I was like, uh, I was like, okay, so, so that give me an excuse to skip that. Yeah, I think they haven't normally had media yeah, at their Yeah, maybe just a couple people because or they, something, maybe like, photos they just or film whatever. It they, so, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, don't have to get up early. You just go do the, the ceremonials. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, that's that's um, going on. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't done a, a PFL event in quite some time, so – um, should should be fun. It's pretty cool. The, the media day, because I, I was at the start last year. Last year, the start of the season was in uh, Dallas, uh, Arlington, actually. But it, it's weird because it kind of has this. Uh, I, and you'll see. I, I don't know. You'll tell me if, if you feel it when you get there. But it's kind of like opening day of like the first, you know because it is the start of a season is where they like, yeah. like every, it's you know normally when we're doing a media day it's like well this guy's lined up with this but i mean yeah. they literally all have the same opportunity right i mean they're yeah. all lining up to start their season it's like nobody's defending a title and nobody's talking about a ranking and well if i do this then i have to do that you know it's like no here we are we're all fresh to start, start. fresh yep. start i know that if the i get same. these wins yep. that i can move forward and i think that's i don't know man i think that's pretty cool it has like it a different cool. feel yeah, and it's uh, back to old school. Well, I mean, you were there at that the uh, the media day the other day, scrum style. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be in and out. Yep. None of this like super super long stuff. So dip- I'm not sure what sort of media turnout it's gonna be. So I imagine it's gonna be kind of quick. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. So yeah. Yeah, because I can't imagine good. a lot of people will travel into Vegas for it. It's just kind of who. But there are. <laughs> yeah. But there's a decent amount of locals. There's you a know? decent amount of locals. So I I'd assume probably the same crew we see at the Apex every week. I imagine. Yeah. 
Uh, Brendan Lockname versus Marlon Marias is the main event there. Obviously, Brendan's a pretty big favorite there, but Marlon, I think, is always dangerous. Tough first matchup for the season, for sure, for Marlon Marias yep. uh, against the defending champ, but um, but it's a, it's an intriguing fight. Rob Wilkinson, Tiago Mejeta Santos is in there. That's a good that fight. Mejeta, uh, a slight underdog there, which I, I think I can understand. Yeah, I was I actually it. talking to Alex Davis last night, who's his manager, and he's like, what do you think? I'm like, I think it's a good competitive fight, man. I yep. think it's not an easy one for either one of them. Uh, a good competitive fight on there, but Christoph Chaco is on there, Movlid Kabilaev. Um, I'm actually um, really – I think the, the the fight that I think is probably standing out to me the most is uh, Bubba Jenkins and Chris, Chris Wade, Wade, man. Yeah. I, I am looking forward to that <laughs> yeah. fight. That one should be fun. We talked about Bubba Jenkins Media Day a few weeks back, man, and uh, I, I love the fact that, honestly, he just admitted he was like, yeah, I know I should just say this is the – you know, this is just my next fight. It's just the start of the season, but he's like – Nah, this is personal, man. This yeah. is personal. I don't like the guy, and he beat me before. And he, he Bubba even said, he's like, I kind of wish I wasn't trying to beat him in the regular season. I kind of wish I was trying to beat him in the playoffs like he beat me so that, so that the, the cost of what I take away from him would be the same thing he took away from me. But, man, there's all kinds of, uh, of heat around that one. Well, even speaking of that, I mean, the way that this season works out, and you can tell me uh, if I'm wrong, I mean, depending on how the seasons work out, there's every possibility these guys can meet later on. 100%. Again, yep. You know, so depending on what happens, I mean, sure, if somebody gets a knockout and gets six points over somebody else, that certainly sets up a deficit that somebody needs to recover. But it's all it's all recoverable. Everything that happens, it's like an early season college football game. You know, what happens, sure, it has, um, you know, you know, meaning towards the overall record, but it still doesn't detail who's going to make it at the very end right. to the championship. Yeah, they can, they can end up so facing they can each other actually, again. they could face each other again later yep. on. Semifinals, you know? finals, whatever Which would actually be even cooler because oh, then yeah. you know there's going to be even more heat again when they go. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. It's I one of the best rivalries in the fun. whole organization for sure. Yeah, and, well, I mean, it certainly helps because – it's the personalities. Yep. Like, if it was just two guys that, oh, you know, we just happen to fight all the time, but I really like the guy, you know, is that a rivalry that anybody cares about? You know, at that point, it's not a rivalry. We, we just seem to have, you know, paths that cross, cross each other a lot. But what's great about this is these guys, I mean, there's beef. There's real yep. heat. So, I mean, like, it's perfect. It's Legit perfect. don't like each other. And they have great – I mean, they, they just talk. Like, they both can talk and they talk a great game. So, yeah, I mean, that one's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, out of – Probably the card top to bottom. I mean, that's the one that you're going to hear more more people talking about because they're it's the two biggest shit talkers on the whole card. 100%. You know? So it should be pretty interesting. Looking forward to that one. Uh, should point out too, Josh Silvera is on there. Conan Silvera's son yeah. is on there. So looking for that. And then uh, Impa Kasanganai has made his way to the PFL as well, and we're facing Corey Hendricks. In about that, I'll be honest. At the media day. I was asking Corey Hendricks. I thought this was like an alternate bout, but it's he's Corey Hendricks said this was just a, a one-off. So, you know, I think it's one of those ones where, you know, you want to win it because maybe they call you to be a replacement or an alternate. I yeah. thought this was an actual official alternate fight, and it's not. It's just a, a one-off fight. But those guys, um, you got to think that they want to, you know, if they're victorious, that they'll be called on if somebody can't fight later on. So. I think two UFC, two UFC studs, you know, just sitting on the sidelines waiting for a call. It's like, why wouldn't you? Exactly. Why wouldn't you? So that will be here in Las Vegas. That is, of course, Saturday, April the 1st. It is on ESPN and I believe ESPN Plus for the prelim. So check that out. That will get the PFL season underway. Meanwhile, Friday night it is Bellator out in Temecula, California, Pachanga Resort and Casino, uh, which I've, I've gone out there a couple times for events. You've been out to the old Pachanga. Yeah, it's actually it's actually a really, really nice hotel, man. It's it's a solid hotel. Pachanga. Maybe they, got a really good, uh, they got a really good steakhouse in there too, man. I always like to get a good steak while I'm there. Uh, <laughs> 
get good steak wherever you go. I do. I do like a good steak. You bit of a sucker for steakhouse. Now, I will what's say. Your, what's your cut of choice? Uh, you know, Morgan? it just depends how you're going. I mean, I, you can't go wrong with a good ribeye. You know what yeah, I mean? That's usually yeah, the, that's yeah. usually good. But sometimes maybe you just go with a filet and get you a nice little, mm. maybe get a little, uh, you know, blue cheese or something with it. I'm you know? getting all foofy now. Uh, come on. It just depends on kind of how you're feeling that day. <laughs> kind of how you're feeling that way. Now, the, the Bellator card is the one I think that is probably receiving the most amount of criticism. But I think what it's getting criticism for is just that the main event between Daniel James and Marcelo Gomes is just – it doesn't exactly strike you as like, oh, this one, there's a rivalry between these two or um, anything along those lines. I mean, look, they are ranked. It is number five versus number seven. It is a meaningful fight in the division. I don't think either one of them is really within striking distance of a title fight. Um, so I get the criticism. These are not – these are not uh, big talkers by any stretch of the imagination. They're not going to be out there selling the fight. Uh, they have respectable records, 10-3, and 14-6-1. and 1. I mean, respectable records, but not ones you're like, oh, well, that dude's undefeated. It looks like he's really about to break into the big time. So um, I, I totally understand the criticism of this main event, but kind of leading to what you were saying earlier, I think if you're overlooking this card, it, I do think it's 100% fair to criticize the main event. I'll be honest. When I was in uh, L.A. The, the other week uh, covering the Bellator card, I was even talking to the PR team, and I was like, you know, ah, this, this main event's a little bit of a head-scratch for yeah. me. But sometimes I think that's just the way it works out. But the card itself is really not that bad, if we're being honest with you. I mean, Kat Sangano versus Leah McCourt, that's yeah. a good fight, and, and the winner is, uh, you got to think, in line to, to face uh, Chris Cyborg next. Now, Chris Cyborg, of course, has been – Talking a little bit of trash, saying that Kazangana was supposed to be next, but yeah. decided to take a, a, a number her. one contender fight first. Yeah, I've been ducking her. So, um, I, 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 you know, but it's still it's still a big fight nonetheless. So I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Um, of course, you've got uh, John Salter and Aaron Jeffrey that as well. A That's a, and, and that one does have some meaning right there. That's number three versus number seven. Some top contenders there. Uh, Aaron Jeffrey came through a CFFC, so I've always got some love there. You got Jaleel Wheelis versus uh, the return of. Rustam Habilov, a name that's been around for a long time. Sullivan Colley is in there that looks like, um, you know, he's kind of – A lot of people talking about him. A lot of people talking about Sullivan Colley, and uh, he's going against Luke Trainer. And then you go down the prelims. Now, I will say, I think there's like 15 fights on this, so it's going to be a long night of fights. But uh, Maria Henderson is on there, of course, the wife of yeah, Benson Henderson. starting it off. Getting her professional debut yeah. in there, and um, it's pretty cool. You know, Benson obviously retired a couple weeks back and, and mentioned like he wanted to step aside and give her her chance. It was really cool to hear him talk about it. It was like, look – I want to let her do this thing full time. You know, fighting is obviously kind of a selfish sport, and we've got kids and family and that sort of thing. I kind of asked him what his role was going to be, and he's like, "Look, I'm going to be in the corner, but I trust her. You know, with all the the coaches that we have here, the same coaches that coach me. Like, I trust them to handle her. But so he felt his responsibility was not so much that he needed to be like the head coach, but more that just like he needed to be the one to like let me make sure the kids get to school and get home from school. Let me make sure that we got food prepared. Let me make sure that you can rest when you need to rest. So. Um, it will be pretty interesting to see, you know, kind of where her uh, career can go. Of course, uh, she's going to get a lot of attention, uh, to say the least, because of who she is. So uh, that'll be the the debut there. Uh, Christian Edwards is back. You know, he's had a couple setbacks, uh, but he, he's on the card as well. Vladimir Tokov is on here against Lance Gibson Jr. That could be a good one. Lucas Brennan is back. Lucas Brennan, the son of Chris Brennan. Uh, he's been kind of quietly doing his thing. He's, he's, he's like minus – thousand favorite on this which is uh pretty crazy to see so i, I would say uh, overall jo uh, joey davis is back and a lot you know joey davis had had some personal problems and i think he's kind of worked through them um and a lot of people are saying hey man joey davis if he's back and focused 100 percent, like this dude is the dude so um 
I don't know. Overall, I do. I do think there's some hot, you know, some high points, I guess, on this, and some there's some hot points as well. Uh, some hot points. Yeah, there's that OnlyFans uh, battle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just looking to see if uh, Randy Fields' opponent had an OnlyFans tier uh, as well, so that could be the OnlyFans uh, championship. But I don't think she does. I don't think Ashley Cummins has a OnlyFans, but maybe I missed it. <laughs> we give you the hard hitting news. We give you the. Well, <laughs> Gets harder as it goes. <laughs> you set that one up. I was like, well oh done with the hard editing news. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually didn't know who that was until early when I got told to maybe cut a, a social for her. But now I'm glad that they brought her into my uh, purview because I like to learn these uh, the names of these up-and-coming fighters. Purview, is that like perverted view put it together? Is. It is. It's <laughs> one, I just smashed that perverted view together with my purview. Oh, no, it should be good. But, yeah, man, 15 or er, 16, according to the old topology. Oh, my goodness. That is just brutal. Such a long day. Such a long day. And we always complain sometimes about how long UFC fight nights are. When they're only like 12 or 13, and like, oh, you're going to be there for eight hours. Well, it's like, how about even longer? But Bellator has a pretty quick – they they smash through theirs. Like, oh, especially they, their they prelims. Don't dilly, they don't dilly-dally, it's, man. It's actually pretty wild. It's, yeah, you're, you're 100% right about that. And it, it's, it's kind of weird and kind of cool. Like, on the one hand – it's nonstop. Like, there's fighters walking in the cage, like, while the other fighters are still in the cage. You know what I mean? Like, as they're getting out. So, it's cool because it keeps the pacing. But, like, they don't yeah. even bother to, like, really, like, introduce them or anything. But, yeah. but so, it's weird. Like, on the one hand, I think it's really cool. On the other hand, it does sometimes feel like the prelims don't get any attention whatsoever. Yeah. So, I, I they can't. miss the walkout. Yeah. That whole, I don't like, know ceremony what, part of it. You don't even, like, announce them. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah, just weird. Yeah, like, in the cage. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I kind of. I, like I kind of like it on the, on from the pacing side, but I kind of feel like ah, but are these guys getting any shine or any love? Whatsoever? Especially because that's what you you know that the, their local ticket sales, you know, like you figure that's what they want. Right, that, that people want to have that moment of watching their guy come in and kind of be embraced by the whole spectacle of it. But if they did that for everybody, like the UFC does, it would take forever yep. for some of these ones. But oh yeah, there is one thing. I mean, th- that is one benefit to their point. I mean, the, the night doesn't feel. Anywhere near as long as like a UFC night, you I, like I would take. I guarantee the 16 fights. Somebody there in the room is going to feel like the event got done sooner than a 12 fight yep. card, you know, from UFC. And then they'll probably end up taking two or three and, and having them be as post limbs, which that's always <laughs> weird too. That's another one too. Like, yeah, if you're now, now for anybody that doesn't know why they do post limbs, basically you do in these bars. And Bellator's had to do this less lately as they've grown, but yeah. in the very beginning, of course, as you said. Their national names weren't really that well-known, so they had local ticket sellers that would help fill the building, right? But what happens, you're there to go see your buddy fight. When your buddy fights, you leave because you want to go party with your buddy. And and So what they'll do is they'll take the biggest ticket sellers and they'll put them after the main card so that all those fans stay in their seats for those fights, and then they wait for their friends to fight, and then they leave. They don't have to do it as much anymore, but um, but it is kind of weird, like – if they're if you if you know you're going to be on the post limbs, that's one thing. Yeah. But sometimes they were taking guys and kind of making them like a swing bout basically and moving them to the post limbs, and I think that's tough, man. Because it's like, yeah. hold on, man, stay warm just in case we're going to need you. Stay warm. Yeah, because they've been there at the event, the the venue for a long time. Right. And then you yeah. say, oh no, you know what? We're not going to need you. We're going to push you back two and a half hours till after the main card. So relax now, chill out, maybe take a nap or whatever, and then start warming up again here in a little. That that's tough. That would be the hard. That's. I think that's. Almost, you would literally have a dump. Yeah. Like a just huge adrenaline's adrenaline dump. gone, and then to try to build it back up after that, that'd be that'd be brutal. That's a difficult situation. I know yeah. they're trying to get away from that, um, but I, I know it still gets done to a little bit, and it's it's a hard situation to put a fighter in. So I think they have to be very very aware of that. Yeah. But we'll be watching it. 
Should uh, be good. Belgium. Yeah, there's, it's a good one. It it's, I mean, it's... it's the ma- I, like crit- said, criticizing the main event, I get. Yeah. 100%. I mean, if there is something about heavyweights. People just love heavyweights. They like seeing heavyweights. It just feels weird to not sometimes have, like, a, a bigger weight class in a main card. So I can see where maybe they're thinking, like, okay, this is the biggest one. Maybe we'll do it. And, I mean, Golem's got a decent name about him, you know, I guess, partly. But, yeah, I mean, I could easily see Zingano McCorp taking... I thought about that too. Do you think those two? I kind of thought about that too. I thought maybe they might be better off putting Zingano and McCord as 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 the main event. I mean, but they could easily have swapped, put Cat and McCord up top. You probably could have took Salter and Jeffrey above Golm and James and stuck James just put in there. But I just have to think that they're giving credit to the to the heavyweights because people like seeing big heavyweights. You know, they're giving a bonus, but. Yeah, in terms of like the the sheer name value, you easily could have bumped that down. But especially with it being, especially yeah. with it being in Temecula, which is Southern California, where Cat has been around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Just, yeah. I thought it was weird too. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I don't. Know, I don't know if they worry sometimes of like something flaking out. You know, there's always that. There's always that point where you know, uh, on some of the ones you're like, are we a hundred percent sure that these fight will happen? You know, I mean, That's true. maybe they were. You know, nothing against Zingano and, and and maybe McCorp, but you know, I think at some point maybe they're just like, which which fight has the least possibility of flaking out? No, you know what? That's probably up. a good point. If I'm if I'm being you honest, know. because I know Cat was. I mean, again, there was talks about Cat fighting Cyborg and yeah. all this stuff. So that's probably you know what? That's probably a hundred percent exactly what it was. But it easily could have been the main the main event. I think there so had too. to be some other reasoning why they didn't do it because yeah, and sure, and name name value, and what I would rather see on a poster. <laughs> Easily, easily Zingano. Yeah, I, I I get it, but I, you know I, I I guess I would just say don't criticize, or I wouldn't say don't criticize the whole card, but don't don't just automatically skip the whole card because just of because event. of the main event. I think yep. it's it's worth it. Now, yep. at the same time, I'll also say, I mean, if you want to skip the main card and, and, and you want to skip Bellator entirely just because you want to watch a little bit of CFSC on USC Fight Pass, then, I mean, nobody would blame you for that. Uh, it's been far too long, man. It's, it's, our, it's our first CFSC events of the year, if you can believe that, which means the schedule is wow. about to get super, super busy um, moving forward. But uh, CFSC 117 on Friday night, CFSC 118 on Saturday night. Really, really good fights all the way up and down the card. Uh, we got a pair of title fights on top of uh, on top of each. So there's four title fights over two nights. My man CM Punk is back. Haven't seen him in a little oh, bit. Oh, snap. Yep. So ha- happy to see him as well. Uh, I can tell you, on, on, on Friday night, uh, Zulkanai and Ken Shebeck offers to Cedric Gunnison. Interim lightweight title right there. That should be a good one. Uh, Blake Smith, the champ, actually uh, is fighting for Bellator, but I don't think he signed a multi-fight deal. So I think they're trying to see if he signs a multi-fight deal or not. If not, he'll come back uh, to us. And then the under, uh, I'm really excited for this heavyweight title fight. Uh, Greg Velasco is our champ. He's undefeated at 5-0. and But we brought in a kid from Nebraska, Ronald Coleman, uh, who's got a big time wrestling background? He's three and zero, and I think his I think uh, of the three and zero record that he's put together, his total cage time is like two minutes and twenty six seconds. He's had oh, like geez. yeah, three absolute uh, just bangers. So uh, putting people out quickly. <laughs> Must be an Uber driver. He's like, I got a fare outside <laughs> waiting. I got to get done with this. <laughs> I get this done real quick. Collect my money. And go home. So I'm excited. That should be a banger of a heavyweight title fight. And Greg Velasco, I think. It was five wins. I want to think four of them are finishes. So kind of like we were touching on Bellator with heavyweights. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the heavyweights, it's like either it's going to be really good and exciting or it's going to be like, oh, come on, man. Stinker. Like, Yeah, I don't think – I think this one I'm, – I'm knocking on wood. I don't want to jinx it already here. I haven't made it out to Philadelphia yet, but I, I think this one is going to be a good one. You going to try to hook up Burt? You going to see Bert out there? Uh, I mean, yeah, I may have to see him. I don't him. know why he doesn't oh, But no, nah, but stuff. he's probably uh, – 
he'll be in California. Oh, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Never mind. It was good. I did see Bert uh, in L.A., man. It was it was good to see Bert, man. That's awesome. He's 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 a legend, man. He was it was it was good to he's see. He's ageless. Him. He doesn't age. I'm telling you. <laughs> and he's still dude. He looks the exact same when I met him like years and years and years ago. I see him. I'm like, bro, you haven't even slowed down. So it, well, that's just it. So just from a physical standpoint, from just a visual standpoint, yeah. he doesn't age. But also from like. Dude, he's still running around yeah. doing everything. It's not like, hey, man, now I got people working for me that handle everything yep. because I'm, I'm too old to do this. Like, nope. It's unreal, he's man. He's still handling his business. Unreal. Yeah, it's good to see him. So that's our Friday night. Luke Fernandez is on there. He's uh, debuting. He's a former uh, next-gen amateur champ. Then the following, I'm telling you, the welterweight title fight should be a banger as well. Raheem Forrest and Charles Radke. Chuck Buffalo. These two dudes like to go out there and absolutely bang. So I'm, I'm looking oh, forward to that one. Oh, Chucky Buffalo. I, Dude, Chuck Buffalo, that's his nickname. It's the best. Chuck Buffalo. Chuck Buffalo uh, flips off the crowd. He shoves people. He's He's got a, an anger about him. Meanwhile, Raheem Forrest, uh, man, if he wins this, I think probably a call-up is coming next. So uh, looking forward to that. So CFSC 117 and CFSC 118 this weekend. USC Fight Pass, myself and CM Punk. First CFSC events of the year. So definitely check those out. Appreciate it. And then uh, next week, we head out to Miami. This is it's, yeah, it's yeah. here, man. You know what? This USC 287 card is so good, and obviously we'll talk about it next week. Maybe we'll bring in a Hot T to talk about it as well since he'll be out there with us. Um, but I guess maybe it's just because there were two pay-per-view events last month that it kept everything so busy because, man, this this card, USC 287, is uh, is phenomenal. It's yeah. phenomenal. I can't it wait for it. It does feel like we're getting a lot of paper. Does it feel like we're getting a lot of paper? Well, we did. Like we got super, like super quick. But since there were two in March, it's yeah. like we got three pay-per-views in the span of like five weeks or six yeah, weeks or whatever. Crazy. So I feel like this one hasn't really gotten the love necessarily that uh, that it should have gotten because I mean, dude, and, and all that, man, Pahed and Edasanya going at it again—a pretty quick, yeah. tur- a pretty quick turnaround on that, um, and and all the 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 social media memes that have been going back and forth between those two guys. I mean, uh, Pahed is just. Messing with the dude, you know, yeah. it, it, it's it's uh, I'm excited to see that. And then uh, Gilbert Burns, the return of Jorge Masvidal as well, and yeah. and what that means to the welterweight division. Um, I feel like we're in this interesting spot right now, you know, kind of we didn't really talk about it, but you know, the performance of Corey Sanhagen, and he's talking about fighting Marab Davalashvili, and there's a title fight, and where does Sean O'Malley fit in, and where that, and then you got the same kind of thing going on at welterweight, right? Where you're like, yeah. well, we got Gilbert Burns fighting Jorge Masvidal, you got Colby Covington, you got the champ saying he doesn't want to fight Colby Covington. I feel like 135 and 170 right now are both kind of like a little bit of chaos, like yeah. who's next, who's whatever. And, well, I guess. Kobe Covington's involved. It's got to be a little bit of chaos, right? I mean, of course <laughs> well that makes done. sense. I know. Um, that but, was so good. Give me 10 pushes. Oh, <laughs> I hate you. Now I have to mute you. <laughs> I'll mute myself. Oh, man. <laughs> but, no, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, You know, listen, and again, I, I've kind of talked about this as well. I, I hate the fact that there's any personal involvement with me whatsoever in the Kobe Covington situation because I don't feel that my opinion can ever be viewed as actually independent. Um, but I really don't think you can say what's happening at 170 until you see what happens at 287, right? I mean, yeah. we did see Bilal Muhammad. I'm sure you saw on social media. He had a meeting with Dana White. So be interested to hear how that went down and what happened there. Um, but if Masvidal wins, if Masvidal finds a way to, Gil- to, to beat Gilbert Burns, how do you not do Masvidal Edwards? Like, you yeah. have to do Masvidal Edwards, right? They have to work out the three-piece in Minnesota. I mean, do you even think that's a possibility? That Masvidal can win? Yeah. It's fighting and anything possible. It's anything um, possible, but when you see it like that, true. Yeah, but that, if, is, that if, is a if, huge uphill battle. For if him. I've yeah, stylistically, I, yeah. Because here's the thing is, and I have, I've heard a lot of people make the case for Masvidal. Now, obviously, 
one case for Masvidal is he's game bred. That dude yep. can fight anybody. Like you're not yep. going to put him away easily. Like that dude yep. is going to go out there, right? Uh, second of all, though, what I, what I had a lot of people point to as well is how good his defensive wrestling is and how good, um, you know, basically how good his defensive wrestling is. And then it gets a little bit underrated. But the problem is when I think of Gilbert Burns, I don't think of well, if you stop his shot, he's done. Like, he, yeah. okay, you stop his shot, and now he grabs an arm, and now he grabs a leg, and he'll pull guard, or he'll transit. Yeah. He'll do whatever it takes. I mean, his jujitsu skills, that's what's, that's what's crazy about having good defensive wrestling against just such a phenomenal superior grappler. Now, if Gilbert Burns does go out there, and, and I'm sure Jorge is going to be messing with him a little bit this week, and yeah. you know, because that, that's what Jorge needs to do, right? He needs to piss Gilbert off to the point that Gilbert thinks, like, I just want to knock this dude out. I want to strike with him. And that plays into Jorge's yeah. – not, not that Gilbert can't win the fight on the feet, too. I was he, gonna can. Say, I, I, he can. I was going to say, if people think that Gilbert doesn't have striking, I mean – But that improves mistaken. his odds, right? Yeah. That improves his odds. For me, if yeah. Gilbert Burns just goes, I don't care, uh, I'm not here to prove a point, I'm here to get a win to show that I deserve, and he's like, I'm just going to go out there and – I'm going to do what I did to Neil Magny. I'm not going to play the game at all. Like We're going to go out yeah. there, and we're, I'm just going to grapple, and I'm going to show my, my powerful, superior level of grappling. Yeah. I, I think you have to. And that's the thing. I think – I know. We, we're going to talk about this fight all a lot more. Week, yeah. But I was going to say, I think there's definitely that point where if he thinks – you know, because he did an interview with Danny Secura, and he was like, you know, I want to, I want to be out, go out there and prove, and maybe steal that, steal that shot right. from Kobe. There's only one way he's going to do that, and he's going to have to go out there emphatically and finish him. He's right. going to have to go hard. Yep. That's completely opposite of just like, hey, I need to get this win and just make sure I don't lose my place. That's when you're you're fighting to not lose. You know, and if for him to think that if he has a chance of taking that from Kobe, he's got to go out there and do something crazy, and that's going to set him up for possibly having something happen, having George maybe catch him, right. Jorge catch him. Uh, but I, you know, everybody that, you know, same thing like when people used to always never think that Damian Maya had hands. Damian Maya had hands. He just never had a chance to really, he never chose to use them because right. his jiu-jitsu was so good. Gilbert is kind of in that same vein, but lately his hands have been showing a lot more. And I guarantee, you know, he's going to be more than happy to stand and bang. Would it be smart to, to do that the whole time? No, but I think he's not going to – he's not – I don't think he's going to let anything that Jorge says get into his head because he's got he's, – he's so focused on trying to have that clear path to the title that he just – he's not going to lose sight of it. That's right. why I, I think as much as Jorge might try to get into his head, I just don't think it's going to – I just don't think it's going to happen. But I also know that if he really wants to try to get that shot next, he's got to do something good. He's got to right. do something big. He can't just go out there – and just went out, grind out a decision. That's no, not going to do it. But I think, I think, but, but I think you go out there and you get a first round submission. I don't, I don't think that you know what I mean. Something. You go out there and you get a first round submission. That that does something. I just think he's got way too much for for Jorge. I, and I love Jorge. I think Jorge's just. I mean, how can that you not just appreciate everything that he brings into it? But man, and this is no slide for Jorge. I just Gilbert in my eyes right now. He's fighting so good that uh, I just. Most, nine out of ten guys that he gets put up against, I'm going to pick him. Yep. If you give him against Leon right now, I mean, I'm I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I agree. I agree. You know? By the way, speaking of uh, Mazidal, I guess I didn't mention uh, there is boxing this weekend. If you want to yes, buy Brad the pair, Game Bread 4. Roy Jones Jr. Is Game Bread 4 or Game Bread Boxing 4? Game Bread Boxing 4. Game Bread Boxing 4. Yeah, four. He, boy, Game Bread. He has hands in all kinds of Bro, shit. He's got game bread boxing. He's got uh, the bare knuckle MMA. He's got yeah. regular MMA with Icon. Yeah. The dude's got all kinds and of I stuff. And I love what he recently uh, did an interview with MMA Junkie Radio, and he's like, he just wants to be involved. He's like, whether it be the guy holding mitts, whether it's a guy training, coaching guy, whether it's a guy that jumps in as like a, a, a dummy 
at some point a boxing dummy or whatever yeah. just takes it. He just wants to be involved. I mean, and you're seeing it. Yep. He's got so many things going on for him that, I mean, at some point and then probably sooner rather than later, he's not going to need to fight anymore. It'd be great if he gets some last like few big ones just so he gets that seed money. But the way that he's putting, getting all these little irons in the fire and getting things going, I mean, he's, you know, maybe one or two fights away from just going in full on business mode, mm-hmm. you know, producer, promoter, whatever you, whatever you have it. Um, this might be one of his last things as well. I mean, unless I it's just, it just, unless he wants just those crazy, just big spectacle fights or whatever against, you know, arch rivals, that's always going to bring him up money or something. I mean, I think he's at that point, you know, and it's, it's not that, oh, he needs to keep fighting. He just, at some point now, he's going to have so much other shit going on mm-hmm. that if he wants to properly do it, he's going to need to focus on it. So, um, good on him, man. I'm so happy. I like, you want to talk about a guy that has risen from the streets, fighting on the streets and backyards to now being, you know, this name brand that everybody knows, but now being a guy that actually is now having promotions, putting on huge fights. To think that he's going to have Roy Jones Jr. fighting on one of his promotions. Look, here's the line. Roy Jones Jr. versus Anthony Pettis. Vitor Belfort versus Jacques Ray Souza. Jose Aldo versus Jeremy Stevens. I mean, those are your featured That's fights ridiculous. right there. You also got, you know, some other names. You're going to recognize Pro Gonzalez versus Gina Mazzani. Yes. Uh, Marcus Perez versus Joe Riggs. It was actually supposed to be uh, Paul Daly, but I think there were some visa issues, so Joe Riggs is in there as well. As wow. Well. So, I mean, Andy Wynn versus B. Wynn is on there, so Dude, uh, it's ridiculous. It's it's pretty wild. That's ridiculous. I don't know how their ticket sales are doing, but yeah. I, you know. And, but and in terms of name value, that is incredible. It is That's incredible, cool. dude. Good job, Jorge. I love it, man. He's got a bu- he's got a busy couple of weeks coming up. Yeah, he's well, he gonna make some money. He's gonna spend some money. He's, he's gonna, gonna make spend some money. some money. He's gonna make some money, though. That's what you got to do. Well, cool, man. All right, well, listen. I'm gonna uh, head out. I gotta go finish packing and flying out, taking the red eye out to uh, Philadelphia tonight against CFSC 117 118. Uh, certainly appreciate everybody tuning in. If you can't watch it live, making a uh, watch of the replay or something like that, I think it's going to be a good one. It's been a while, but uh, I'm excited to get back to action, excited to work with my man, CM Punk. Meanwhile, Cold Coffee will have you covered for all your PFL needs. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be fun. It's it's PFL be fun. It's, I feel bad because – It'll be a nice switch up. I they're, they're doing a three-week nice stretch, and, and I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I'm only going to get to do the third week because you're not going to get to next week either. No, I'm you'll doing be one, in Miami one and three, yeah. Yeah, and then Miami in between. So I'll do I'll do week number three for the PFL. Uh, I'm kind of bummed, like I said, they're here. But from what I've yeah. heard is that they kind of want to make Vegas kind of an annual destination versus – Boy, that theater, man, it's stepping up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, UFC use them. Now there's, these guys are using them. So, I mean, good on them to kind of, you know, make a name for themselves. Why not? It's a cool venue, It's a neat venue. It's, it's a, a neat venue. It's actually a really cool venue, man. Yeah. I've seen some concerts there and seen some fights there and stuff. And it's actually a – Pretty cool spot. We'll see if they s- to get there was easy, easy yeah, it's, enough. It's, it's actually free parking, which is nice, yeah. uh, which because a lot of places up. aren't. Uh, yep. man, many places aren't in Las Vegas, which sucks. Yep. Uh, but it's actually Boo free parking there. So, yeah. Yeah, dude, shot. should be good. And if you're in Vegas, man, I think they said that tickets are like 25 bucks or something. Oh, that's tickets nothing. Are dirt cheap. That's dirt nothing. That's so worth, it it's a, yeah, it's even worth me just to go check out the uh, – that casino, if you haven't seen it, because they have revamped it. Completely remodeled. It's completely That was the first time I, I, I had went there since they changed out some of the stuff in the back and all the restaurants and the different other stuff in the back. So it was kind of neat when I went there. I just kind of like did a quick little scan through. Super cool. Yeah. It used to be Hard Rock, so now it's Virgin Hotels. Yep. Uh, the old uh, Mirage is still the Mirage right now, but it's going to be re- – it's been bought by the Hard Rock, and that will be rebranded to the Hard Rock. They're building a whole tower and all that, so – uh, big changes going. It is weird. I guess maybe. Um, I, I guess Richard Branson, who owns Virgin, I guess maybe he owns Brookstone too, because there's like a Brookstone store in there, it's like an electronic store in the Oof. middle of the hotel. I don't know. It's kind of weird over the Virgin. So anyway, uh, but it's a nice venue. It's worth going to check. They have really remodeled it and all that, so it's uh, it's cool. All right. Meantime, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go pack. Get out of here. Uh, 
Always good catching up with you. Appreciate everyone at patreon.com yeah, slash the yeah. inmate road show for supporting us over there. Always means the world. Uh, hope everybody has a good uh, weekend. Like I said, uh, no UFC this week. Uh, but still plenty of MMA actions still to keep so you busy. Much. Still a lot still going so on. Much. Still got Bellator, still got PFL, still got uh, oh, one championship so on Friday morning. Does their their weekly, uh, mostly Muay Thai shows, but it's yeah. Muay Thai and four-ounce gloves, which uh, if you're not checking those out, those are fun. They're doing those every week in the Peony Stadium, which i got to make it out to Thailand sometime. I've never – Thai boxing, Muay Thai is what got me into MMA, long story yeah. short. So i got to make it out to Thailand. But anyway. We'll, we'll tell those stories for another day. We'll be together in Miami next week for UFC 287. Yeah, yeah. In the meantime, check out everything this weekend, and thanks for listening.